continuing our worship series on the letter of 1 Peter, a letter written to long-ago Christians as a reminder of the good news that they had heard. Jesus had sacrificed himself and had risen from the dead, giving them new birth and a living hope. And because of that, they were called to live responsibly in the light of that good news. This week, we are focusing on the second chapter of 1 Peter. Hear these words from Scripture. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of this word. This letter of First Peter was written to a specific community to these Christians in Asia Asia Minor who were in exile, not because they physically moved away from where they lived, but because they chose a different life. They were pagans who chose a new life with Jesus, and because of that, they were exiled from their old family and friends who were not Christian. They lived each day surrounded, yet on the outside of the life they once lived. And even though this letter was written to this very specific community thousands of years ago on the other side of the world, it is also written to us. We are physically in the same space that we always were, but we have been exiled from our old lives. A tiny microscopic virus has turned our entire world upside down. So we can feel for these individuals who are trying to figure out just exactly how to live their lives, their new lives, and then trying to figure out what it meant to be a Christian. In today's scripture, we find assurance, a reminder that Jesus Christ is like a stone, firm and solid, a foundation on which to build our lives. But Christ isn't just any stone. Christ is a living stone, not cold or lifeless. Christ is a living stone that is is alive. It is working and living in us. Just like the whole building rests upon a cornerstone, 
getting its whole design from that one stone, our lives rest upon and are designed after the living Christ, the living cornerstone of our lives. So here we have this promise that we don't have to figure it all out ourselves. This new life that we are beginning to live. We have a foundation in Jesus. The most important piece we have. And we can build from there. Verse 4 of today's scripture says, Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight, and like living stones. Then let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Let yourselves be built. The author of the letter is pleading to us, let yourself, let yourself be built. It's not for us to decide what this spiritual house is going to look like, what our lives are going to look like, or what part we are going to play. No, it says, let yourself be built. We are to come to Jesus, the living and the active foundation of our lives, and go where he wants us to go. We are supposed to go where he, where Jesus wants to use us. We must recognize that we are not in charge, as much as I love being in charge. We are not the architect. We are the building material. We are called to be built into something that is much greater than ourselves, something we might not even see right now because we are still in the middle of it being built. As individuals, we are to build our lives on this foundation of Jesus and let ourselves be used by the architect, even when we don't know what that finished product will be, what exactly our lives will look like after this. And also, Christ chose us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to be a part of his plan, to be a part of the structure of a better kingdom. We are part of a holy priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that we might declare the praises of the one who brought us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Come and be built, he is telling us. Come and be alive and participate in something that is much bigger than yourself. Come and grow into something more. This past week, I read an article in The Atlantic, and it shared that around the year 1600, the weather in much of Europe substantially cooled. The weather there, um, it was in this later phase of the, this little ice age, is what they called it. The winters were brutally cold, and the summers were damp and chilly, and it greatly curtailed the growing season. Crops failed, and people starved. Now, I don't share this because yesterday we had snow in May. I, I share this because this change in weather forced the English and the French and the Dutch fishermen to build improved boats capable of following fish farther to the west and surviving long trips through rough seas. And undoubtedly, 
Some of that new boat-building craft led to the ships that we have now today. Then the article continued reminding readers that innovation often arises in periods of adversity. And don't we know this is true? In recent weeks, we have seen such welcome invention germinating in this horrendous crisis of COVID-19. As individuals, we have learned how to continue life as normally as possible while being confined to our homes. We've used technology to work, to teach our children, and to connect with our loved ones. We've adapted the way that we go to grocery stores and other stores using curbside pickup and online ordering. These innovations that we have seen in technology and also those in medicine, they are here to stay. And then in the church, too, we have had to adapt. Worship now meets you in your living room or at your kitchen table, wherever you are. We're using live stream to expand our reach and connection far beyond our geographic area. We've formed connection groups to unite people and to help them feel less disconnected while we are physically distant. And we are using social media and technology more than we ever have to bridge the gap between Sundays. The relationships that we have made and our ability to connect with one another regularly throughout the week as well as on Sundays, those things are here to stay. We are the living stones building the church of the future. Our scripture this morning says, To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. Now we like to look at this scripture and assume that here, he, the author is simply talking about those, those other people, those people who do not believe in Jesus yet. They stumble because they don't believe. But I would challenge us to also think that those who stumble are all of us. We all stumble throughout our lives, particularly when we think we have it all figured out, or that God doesn't need to be a part of that area of our lives. We stumble when we don't see the God that is right in front of us. Instead of that, though, let us live into being living stones, adaptable, movable, yet and affirm in our foundation. Because Jesus didn't come to make us stumble. Rather, like Derek Weber says, Jesus came to be a stone bridge that leads us from where we are to where we could be, where we are called to be. In Jesus, there is a better way that is before us, both individually and as a community. But in the coming months, as we learn what our new normal will be, we will stumble. Because while that better life is before us, it's going to be different, and different can be challenging. So let us keep our eyes open to the Jesus that is right in front of us, to the Jesus that is underneath our feet, our foundation. Let us keep our eyes on where Jesus is leading us, 
even if it looks different from where we've been. Because we can stand firm on that foundation that will never, ever falter. The unconditional love and mercy of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God.